Hi, I'm Fia Namdar and I'm a co-founder of the organization Mind Over Matter. And this is our podcast for interviewing certain heads. Uh, this is Ms. Kalpana Chaudhary. She, she's passionate about a profession and inclusive practices in her own classroom as a teacher and in her school as the head of school. As for her belief, each child has some potential, can learn and grow as per his or her potential. The duty of a teacher is to recognize and nurture that talent with dedication and compassion to bring out the best in the children so that every child gets an opportunity to bring out their best and no one is left behind. She has set up and nurtured three CBSE schools in South Gujarat, a believer of progressive and inclusive pedagogies. Currently, she's the director emeritus at NH Goal World School Driper. Hi, Ms. Chaudhary. Yes. Uh, I will be asking you a few questions for the podcast. All right. Okay, so let's get started. The first question is, uh, how have teachers changed from before and after the lockdown? Like, how do you feel they've changed and what have you observed? Well, as far as my observation goes, that, you know, initially when the lockdown started, where most of the teachers were not at all, you know, proficient with technology, they didn't even know technology. And suddenly they had to make a shift because they thought that it was their duty to get uh, to their children to teach them, to know them in that. And, you know, basically they changed tremendously because they reached out to each and every student. They tried to reach out to every each and every student and they became more alert, alert in the sense all the time, they, they kept on looking out for more and more platforms which they could use, more, more tools which they could use in their uh, lessons. So what I think is that they have become more confident in terms of using technology. And also, they could see, you know, what happens is when we are in a classroom here, we don't uh, at times, we don't see the children in a different perspective because all children look alike. They sit very, you know, uh, in a very organized manner. Classes are quite organized, but when the children attended from their homes, so they saw the children in their own surroundings, in their own environment. And they noticed even the smallest details about few children. And then they kind of counseled them. They counseled the parents. They came closer to the parents also. This is what I have uh, noticed. that They are now very quite close to the parents because they can discuss things with the parents openly because both the parent and the, uh, and the teacher, they were kind of on the same platform in the primary classes, of course, in the higher classes, things were slightly different. But I feel that teachers 
skills have really changed tremendously in the, as far as their knowledge of technology goes. They are more tech uh, savvy and uh, much more. They, they've researched a lot. They've started researching more. This is what is my feeling. So you think they've changed for the better? Yeah, I, I think for the better. Teachers, yes. Why? Because normally in the routine classes, teachers take the They used to take the classes in the routine manner. But now, since they knew that, you know, they were being observed as well by the parents, isn't it? And by the uh, heads of school and the, you know, the observer, uh, the coordinators most of the time so they were more cautious and slowly and slowly I realized that each one of them this is I'm talking about my own school here what this was my experience that each one of them tried to you know gain more and more knowledge about that particular topic they could uh, they used to research quite a lot and then they wanted to make their lessons very engaging because uh, online classes were uh, otherwise, I mean, they can be really, really boring, really? but they like had to you. make those. So they had to, in order to make their classes engaging, they uh, devised, they developed, they progressed in so many, uh, you know, uh, different ways that I think they gained a lot of experience and also they gained a lot of insight into their own teaching methods and their students learning strategies also. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, also now, next question. How do you think your the behavior of the students in school has changed? Have they become more positive, more negative? Uh, just how are they like normally and now after the lockdown, how have they changed? No, there's a great change. Because uh, first of all, uh, most of the children, especially in my school, uh, in some way or the other, they've had very, you know, bad experiences personal experiences during COVID times. Oh, okay. uh, they've lost people in the, because here, you know, Raipur is a place where people still believe in large joint families, right? Yeah. So they have lost people, people whom they have loved. They have seen that, you know, they have seen, they've seen fear all around. And yeah. they've experienced that fear, right? So uh, many of them are traumatized. They're badly traumatized inside out. And then, you know, when they were at home, especially the younger ones and many of the elder children also, they couldn't share their things. So the first day when they came to school and I went around the classrooms and I asked them, how do you feel? So many of them came out with the thing that, okay, we, we love it. We are excited in a way that now we can meet our friends because most of them were quite lonely as well. Yeah. You know? So, and who likes loneliness at their age? 
Yeah, nobody like that. Even though I'm living in a joint family, it can get boring after when you see these. Yeah, it can. It can. Yeah. And then there were so many do's and don'ts all the time. Yeah. Everyone had their eyes on them, right? Though, yeah. so they have changed. Uh, but then we are trying our level best. The first thing we started doing was regular counseling, and you know, uh, we made strategies how to deal with the certain new elements which were not there earlier. Earlier classrooms used to be quite disciplined. Yeah. Now we accept that okay, children are a little casual, but then. slowly and slowly they'll come back to their normal selves you know you cannot just expect that since they are they're coming to school they they have worn the uniform so immediately they'll behave as if as they were behaving earlier no you don't they have changed they've also gone through bad experiences good experiences whatever and they they've become little laid back sitting at home and then right little laid back okay you know they don't believe especially the older children don't believe in writing more and uh, what has happened is that in last two years uh, i mean they were given marks on their internal assessments and you know in many cases uh, they they didn't have to work very hard so this time when they were supposed to write their exam initially they couldn't believe it they were all in the they had this idea that okay maybe something happens when omicron started uh, you know escalating yeah, yeah. so most of them used to feel that see now again the school is closed ma'am so kya karna hai padh ke i mean why should we write our internal assessments we've written so beautifully we've given our assignments Uh, and we've, uh, you know, we've done everything that we we are supposed to. Yeah. So why should we uh, practice writing? But we made it compulsory in school that every day each class had one only writing period. That you know, wherever they felt that, and the teachers felt that they needed more practice, so they were given assignments and they wrote in school only. we never gave them lot of homework but at the same time we made sure that they practiced writing while they were in school i mean yes as a teenager i totally relate to all of that uh, the sense of loneliness the lack of motivation to study and yes i definitely feel like even i was a bit laid back after the lockdown i was a bit more like okay it's fine now it's whatever um. Yeah. yeah, I can agree to that. Um, my next question is: If I ask you the same question, um, before the lockdown, like the their behavior before the lockdown, like they were energetic or something like that, hmm. what would your answer have been? No, they were energetic. uh after coming back also they were energetic in so many other ways like they were ready to play uh, but we couldn't have so many games periods because we were not supposed to have them together you know the the assemblies were not there yeah. and in the classrooms also only half of the numbers were sitting 
so that was there but they were in a way it was a mixed kind of a feeling of course uh, some of them at your age the teenagers <laughs> grumbled that at home uh, we were supposed i mean they we could take class uh, classes only with our uh, uniform shirt and you yeah. know sit in front of them we can relate to that uh, we didn't wear a full yeah uniform. you can yeah but here in school they they were supposed to wear full uniform and they were supposed to few of them had long hair and they were not ready to cut do it. away with they were not ready to cut yes but then uh, i mean we did not force yeah. immediately we we did force them slowly and slowly every day there was some session for them you know casual sessions we didn't make it very obvious but uh, some senior faculty member who with whom the children were you know familiar and uh, they used to feel at ease would walk into their classrooms would speak to them uh, and uh, casual talk but yes whatever message we had to give we gave but now i think after so many months things have changed they are coming back to normal normal yes um ha. but still we don't be uh, expect them to go back to uh, you know the previous behavior as now but i think within next 3 4 5 months they will be time back. they will yeah of course yeah uh now the next question what do you think yeah. are appropriate steps for them to overcome the challenges like for you to help them overcome the challenges see first of all counseling personal counseling for every child is very important yeah because uh, each child has had a different experience different kind of trauma so you cannot generalize that so class teachers have to be very very sensitive Uh, they have to be very compassionate some things class teachers can do some things the different counselors can do some things the teachers who are with whom the children are comfortable that they choose yeah. that okay i'll go and speak to so and so that right? they have a comfort so yeah whosoever has any the comfort level needs to be there because otherwise it will be just a bhashan and nothing else yeah and uh, i don't think bhashans work anymore and yeah. they shouldn't be there for children yeah bhashans never work the only thing works is little friendly approach and you know with the i mean you have to go to their level to talk to them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, i don't know my personal approach is always this i if i see something wrong my own uh, not wrong as such or something which shouldn't be there i just go walk up to them and i just speak to them uh, uh, casually and then i tell them that okay we are doing this can we all do something like this do you think that will be a better behavior or um, people would appreciate or you will feel better we'll feel better about ourselves so instead of you arguing we i use we i include myself with them so instead of so like they are much more 
they are much more comfortable talking to me. They have any issues, they can come and talk to me anytime. Like in a doors are always open. Yeah, in a school, usually the students are very scared of their principal and like approaching them at all. No, they shouldn't be. Yeah. Principals yeah. are not there to scare children. Principals yeah. are there to, you know, gain their confidence and yeah. their trust. And they should have this trust that, okay, I am facing this problem. Who is going to help me? And they should be, that's why, at least for me, I can speak of that I've always had this open door policy. Even if a very important guest is sitting with me at times, and if I see any children outside my door, like I don't keep any peer, I don't have any secretary outside my, my office, I just, and I don't even have curtains in my office. So the moment I see a child standing outside, I just excuse myself, go outside, speak to them, come back. So they know that I'm approachable. And so is the case, so is the case with our, most of our senior leadership team. They are also quite approachable. Which is really good because usually they're very scared and they don't want to approach the principal, which is really nice. Yeah. All right. My next question is, uh, yes. so basically a normal course of action for a child that has gone through trauma is counseling, right? Counseling, talking to them, making them, generally when they come back, yeah, uh, Whatever, like, we, we know our children, no? Because we make their social-emotional profile. Yeah. We do that profiling in school. So generally, class teachers also know what the child likes, what he or she doesn't like. She, the class teachers start that, uh, you know, they, they take the first step. And then slowly and slowly, we uh, take them through various stages and counseling most of it counseling friendly chat you know talking to them sharing a meal at their table so yes. that is how they you like in a friendly try way, and instead of, instead, yeah, of friendly sitting down, instead of sitting them down and no. uh, telling them to talk about it like in a no, very no, friendly no, no. yeah you can't do that a child will never speak to you if you order the person Order the child, chalo, baat karo. Yeah. No, they will not. They, you know, they have, their pride is uh, very fragile. Yeah. Uh, and they are very proud people. The younger the children are, they are much more, uh, you know, they are very proud about themselves. And their prestige is at stake yeah. at every moment. So you have to be very careful. And you can't do that. Yeah. And now my last message, uh, my, yeah. my last question, what message okay. do you want to give to the youth that faces trauma? Trauma, see, the trauma is something what I, we always, uh, this is kind of a, you know, what should I say? What? would be the right word for it that you know majority of us yeah. uh, teachers talk to children that whatever you are going through 
share it. Don't Sharing bottle. is the... Don't bottle it up inside you. Share it with whomsoever you think you can share. But somebody elderly who can be, you know, maybe with your friends, then friends come and speak. You know, friends come and share with us at times. It that also happens. But sharing is very important. You can't keep things bottled up inside. Secondly, what uh, in recent times, actually amongst the children who are, say, the teenagers have been using, uh, earlier on we used to, as uh, I mean, in school we used to say, no, no, you can't use phones and all. We used to tell the parents, don't give them phones and all that, you know. Yeah. But see, during, during the pandemic, phones became the essential tool for yeah. teaching. Majority, it's okay, no? Because most of them didn't have so many laptops. But everyone had a phone. A spare phone would be there. So children started using phones. They, and at times, children are children. They get into, you know, some websites. They watch some websites. They were threatened by somebody or so many things happen. So, yeah. you know, for that, what I would suggest is that keep your... I mean, you need to know uh, about the technology. I mean, the pitfalls of technology, using technology. Everything is very good when it is used in a particular manner. But at times, there are things which can be quite detrimental for your own self. So I think most of the children, as uh, they grow older, they should know that that bar of discretion should be there within each child, that what is good for me and what is not, which will come through practice. It can't come just like that. Uh, you need to practice it in your smallest little day-to-day -day life, in smallest little, uh, you know, effort, whatever you are doing. You have to think about yourself because today's world world is changing very very fast and majority of the children now the trauma that death trauma and you know that calamity and all that that is separate but i have come across children who have their personal trauma personal problems to you know to uh, tackle yeah so for them I would always say that you you know you all know that you know there are cyber crimes and all these things are happening. No, so just don't be there all the time. Um, whatever you eat, you are on Facebook or you are on Instagram or you know Snapchat and I don't know what all or Twitter. You know because. Yeah. We are all said and done. Uh, younger people are very uh, vulnerable to any kind of negative remark. You can't take it, yeah. isn't it? So that negativity, don't allow that negativity to enter your sphere of comfort. And you need to make yourself stronger in the sense, take precautions. Know 
what you should know what is uh, i mean how far you should go and this far only you will be there you you can't be totally you can't seclude uh, i mean be a recluse you can't be to in a totally secluded environment no that is not that you are a human being you need that con connect and human connect and human contact but at the same time we have to keep ourselves safe that safety i think each child needs to be taught today and schools are doing uh, parents are doing everyone is trying because this is something which i think amongst the teenagers this is the bigger threat than anything else that is what i have seen in recent times i mean last 3 4 years this is something which is because the the in the manner the social media usage is increased the trolls and everything you know this affects children badly so for that one needs to know once uh, i mean yeah yeah how yeah. do i put it once uh, you need to know how far you can go and how how much can you take also you should know about your own self your how resilient you are in taking all that nonsense no? so yeah. you we if we decide that we have to do because nobody else can decide for you as in today time i think earlier on children uh, when they were about 17 18 then we used to think okay now they can they can start thinking for themselves in today's time when everything is so easily available there are opportunities people are seeing and media the effect of media is quite a lot on the society yeah. and especially on children as well so children need to think start thinking very early i think at 12 13 i always tell my children once they reach ninth standard i tell them you are no more children you are young men and women start thinking about yourself and knowing one's strengths is very important you know your strengths and work on your strengths no and don't leave your i mean everyone says that you work on your weaknesses right you have to but you also need to work on your strengths so knowing yourself is the most important thing i think uh, for children also that what they can do because today there is no dearth of opportunities anywhere across the world there are opportunities children your age younger than you are doing such good work you see for yourself you started this organization haven't you yeah so children do are taking positive steps they are moving ahead they are young people you are young people you are no more children and you have to start thinking at an early age because you have all the knowledge you've seen uh, i mean media is everywhere you know what's happening around you and you your understanding uh, power is much more than uh, earlier children you know i always say earlier on we used to say 10 years gap 
or five years gap or whatever. Today, it's a new generation comes within six months. When the new children come to enter our nursery classes every year, there is, I mean, two generations gap. That is what we've been noticing. Children are much more uh, observant. Children are much more aware of things. Yeah. Right? Totally, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for coming on here. I hope, I hope, oh, I've, uh, I mean, have I given the proper uh, uh, answers totally. to your question? Yeah, it was really, it was perspective-based, so it's perfect. Perfect, Fia, then thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Thank you. It was an honor to have you. Thank you, Fia. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.